You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. We've got a couple more minutes that we could spend with both Darren and Devon as they share their passions for the Lord. And I'm excited as we have this conversation because we get to keep them pretty much all morning if you guys <laughs> want to hang out through the morning. Right. And we were we were just talking off mic, you know, guys, that there are so many stories that you have to edify the goodness of God and what has happened. You know, when you come out of a place like the NFL, right, mm-hmm. there is a lot of things that are cultural, right? There's a desire for money. There's a desire for notoriety, mm-hmm. right? All mm-hmm. of those mm-hmm. things. And that can taint our walk with Christ, if not even turn us away when we turn to the world. How would you put it, if someone were listening right now, that they can stay anchored, just like our scripture, uh, how do they stay anchored in the reality mm-hmm. of this world and not in what we're doing out there day to day? You know, how do you stay anchored? Um, it, it's tough. It's hard because there's so much things to to pull your pull your affection and pull you in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's no none short of a, a relationship with Jesus Christ. It yeah. starts right there. You know, and a growing relationship because you can have the relationship. A lot of people that are married. But they don't have a great marriage because right. they don't. They don't work at. They it. don't work at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you have to, you have to work at it. So it's definitely, and then within that though, it's you know I was talking about identity is is realizing that I I'm victorious in Christ, so I'm 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 not reaching for victory. I'm already victorious because I am victorious. I do these things. Yeah. I'm not doing these things to be victorious. Yeah. Case in point, when Jesus was baptized, right? God says, this is my beloved son in whom whom I'm well pleased. He didn't do any miracles, but he was pleased. Not in what he did or what he's about to do, but in who he is. And see, God is more interested in who we are, not in what we do. But the world says, do, do, do to become. But the people of God, because you are, you do. So even if you don't do, you still are. Yes, You are loved by God accepted by God because that's how God is, you know? Yeah. And so it's really, you know, that we all get to a place to understand that that mindset, you know, having that mindset of, of I'm complete in Christ. Yeah. And because I am complete, I do these things. Yes. But even if I don't do, <laughs> I still, still am. You know, I'm still, I'm still in the beloved. And, and, and the world just keep beating at us, man. Look what he's doing, and look what she's doing. And because she's doing those things, they're great. So when they do it bad, now they're bad. You know what I'm saying? So how you do a thing is, is, is how you are. If you do it great, then you're great. If you do it bad, you're bad. bad. When in Christ, when we find identity in Christ and come to that place to realize I'm complete in Christ, and because I am complete, I do witness, I do share my faith, I do love, I do all these things because I'm in Christ. And that is important for all of us to understand, and we are going to unpack the deep truth of that. Now, today is Ministry Monday. I'm pretty darn excited about this, because last week I had a great conversation with our good friend Devon McDonald, and he is going to be here sharing his testimony. He's going to be talking about our identity in Christ 
athletes in action. He brought along a partner in crime. So I'm excited <laughs> about this this morning because we get to understand more about athletes in action and the role that they play in the life of athletes and developing the character of young athletes around the world. And so this morning, we're being joined by Darren Gray as well as Devon McDonald. Yes. What's going on, guys? Yes, how you doing? Good morning. We're excited here. Good, We're I excited. am too. Did you have a great weekend? I did. That's I outstanding. Did. Yes, yes, That's outstanding. How about you, dude? You know, I married off my oldest son this weekend at Turkey Run State Park wow. just down the road. But when you think about <laughs> cool. extending my identity, right, who I am in Christ, yeah. through to my children, and being part of a marriage and wedding ceremony, wow. So I'm still coming right off of that as a young boy that grew up right here in Anderson, Indiana. <laughs> you know, what a treat to be with you this morning. Well, welcome home. We're glad that you're here. You said, as you came in, you said, you know, I've driven by hundreds of times. And now here we are. God's got it. He set, he set this time. We're going to be talking about Athletes in Action. Tell us a little bit about your role with Athletes in Action. You know, my name's Darren Gray, and my role is Chief Marketing Officer for the yeah. entire enterprise. And so what we do is find a way to help put a Jesus follower on every team and every sport in every nation. So we're motivated just to make sure that every team, whether they have a full-time chaplain or whether they have a parent or a, a student athlete that's yeah. on the team, right, that knows who Jesus is and can extend that love of Christ, mental, spiritual, and physical dimensions to make that known to them so that they can chase after the same Jesus that we all love. That is outstanding. And Devon McDonald is here as yes. well. Devon, you were a fourth-round draft pick, 1993, coming yes. out, went straight to the Colts, right? Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, so I was born in Jamaica. Yes. Which really, and the older I get, the more I appreciate my life. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that yeah, funny? because I look at it like, wait a minute. I wasn't supposed to know football. I wasn't supposed to make it to the NFL. Coming from Jamaica, I mean, Jamaica, we play the real football. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kick with your foot. Call this, you call it soccer. We call it football. Yeah. So coming here and picking up the game, I saw it on TV. Saw one guy hit another one. Boom. I was like, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> want to do game. that. You know what I mean? So uh, me and my twin brother, I, I have a twin, one of five children, two sets of twins. So me and my twin brother, we said, let's go for football, you know? And so we went out for football, and a coach said, if you want to be successful at this game, you need to do two things. Every play hits somebody. And if you don't know what to do, just go hit somebody. And you know what? It's amazing how that advice kind of work, you know? Because yeah. if you show up in the film, because if you're hitting somebody by the ball, you're in the film. You're yeah. in the film, the coaches will see you, and you get recruited better. You know, that's, that's a little tip for guys out there that, that, that want to play some football. Show up in the film. Wherever, they, wherever the ball is, get there. Get there, you yeah. Know? And so, you know, play the game. Enjoyed the game, and then I just came back from a game up at Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. By the way, you know, we beat the number four team in the country. <laughs> it was a great game. It was an excellent game. Yes, it you was. Know? Um, and, 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 and just, you know, enjoying the game. Yeah. You know, and um, so, okay, you got to help me. Where was I? You were up just now. You were up in South Bend. Yeah, you just yeah. So, enjoyed it over yeah, the weekend. Enjoyed the game. The game. You, you know, had a good game. Um, enjoying that game. But as a young boy, you know, going to Notre Dame, it, it was a big deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it was really a big deal because I get an opportunity to play at a great college. Well, how did you go from Jamaica 
to America. You grew up in Jersey. Well, I grew up in Jersey. So coming from Jamaica, my uncle was in America. So my, it, my mom was sponsored by my uncle. Okay. And so I uh, came to, um, so my mom, my uncle sponsored my mom, and so my mom brought us all, all to America. She was a great visionary. She, she, she was able to get all her children and, and her husband here. And so we came to New Jersey, and so that's when we began to, you know, get, li- get used to life in America. So, like I said, that's when I saw the game was when I came to America. I didn't see it in Jamaica. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I started to play. play and I, so I played Little League football in New Jersey. And after Little League football, I, I went to high school. Matter of fact, ironically, I went to a high school um, that made a movie called Lean on Me. Yeah. Eastside High School in Patterson, yeah. New Jersey. So went there, uh, played the game. But I went there for two years. Um, after my second year, they fired a head football coach. The football coach that was fired was a guy named Chris Olson. His son, Greg Olson, tight end, great, he does a great work. Well, when they fired him, they hired another guy to replace him. And the guy that replaced him said, you know, well, I want to meet with all the players. So I, I met with this guy this day, and he was like, um, so what's your goal for the future? And I said, I'm going to make it to the NFL. And he said, none of you can make it. I'm like, What? You know, and love the guy. You know, he is, it is what it is. But I, I just believed that I could make it. I yeah. went home and told my mom, and I transferred, went to the rival school. And I went over to the rival school, and going over there, the coach believed that guys can make it to wherever you want to yeah. make it. And so uh, after two years, we went from 0-8-1 my junior year to 10-0-1 my senior year. So talk about this amazing transformation, yeah. right? Yeah. 0-8-1 to 10-0-1 state champion. So in my life, I've seen God work even when I didn't recognize God. I look back now when I look back in retrospect like, wow, 0-8-1 to 10-0-1. Yeah. You know what I mean? From a, from a sinner to a, to being saved. Saint. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, literally the transformation. So upon that, I got recruited by a lot of colleges and I, when I went to Notre Dame, just like I did um, last week, this past weekend when I went there, I drove down Notre Dame Avenue. I saw the Golden Dome. I turned to my crew, recruiting coordinator, and I said, I want to come here, man. I want to come here. <laughs> <laughs> he said, man, you haven't seen the university. I said, I don't, I don't care, man. It's just something in me. Same thing happened when I saw my wife for the first time. I said, that's my wife. That's the so one. So when I went to Notre Dame, I was like, this way I want to come. Yeah. You know, so. That is outstanding. So from going from moving here – 14 years old, first time you see football to the NFL in a very short period very of time. Short period you know, of time. Yeah. We're talking maybe a decade. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's what I'm saying. The God more, can do anything. Hey, the more I look at the story, it's like, but I had a praying mother. There you yes, go. Yes, I had a praying mother, boy. Moms make yes, all the difference in the world. Boy, she, she would fast, pray Mondays, and pray a lot. You know, and, and so you know, just being, just as I look back now, just say, man, we're able to. Not only me though, my twin brother was even more successful than I was. You know, my twin brother was was a fourth round draft pick, could have been a first rounder, and he came to Cincinnati and started for six years, and then two years yeah. in Chicago. That's right, you know, Bengals, right? Uh, yeah. For the Bengals, yeah. yeah. Devon McDonald, as well as Darren Gray, we're talking about life in Christ and our identity. Ultimately, that's where we're going to land this plane is our identity in Christ. Uh, But Darren, you were sharing with me just a couple of minutes ago, you grew up in Anderson, stomping grounds, you know the whole thing here, you mentioned Highlands, uh, you mentioned all your family over going to uh, Anderson University, and you you chose to go a different route. 
Where'd you head off to for well, your theology not too far degree? Away. Down, I got my theology degree down at Hanover College, down State Road 9, two hours <laughs> south. But my whole family did go here. My brother, my mother, my father, my sister, my brother-in-laws. It's uh, an amazing uh, place. Anderson University has equipped yeah. so many uh, great leaders around the country. What a blessing. Truly is. And there was a tie all the way back then between you, Anderson University, and Devon. There was. You know, Colts Camp <laughs> yes. was in, in Anderson <laughs> yes. for so long, and, yeah. and the guys that aspired to be on the team had to come up here and train, and they slept in dorm rooms. Yes. Right? There was no luxury well, I tell in you this what, place. We slept in a female dorm room. Okay. <laughs> so, could you imagine... Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that they actually cleaned the bathroom because us guys, we, we made a mess in our bathroom, you know, prior to them coming back in there because they didn't have the guys receptacle, they had the, a toilet. You yeah, know that's it. You know, but yeah, it, it, was, it was a great time up there. Well, and not only that, nothing screams, you know, uh, testosterone like being in the girls' dorm before you got to get out and hit the field, right? <laughs> yeah. Because you said wherever the ball is, Hit somebody near the ball that's and you it. get on film, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. So share with us a little bit to clarify. Um, here's the things that I can tell you about Athletes in Action, right? 50 years in the making that they've been in existence. 60 countries around the world affected the lives of millions of people. Talk to us a day-to-day, Darren, about exactly what happens to somebody who's participating in Athletes in Action. Athletes in Action, right? It's in Xenia, Ohio, but it's part of Campus Crusade for Christ, now mm-hmm. Crew. So, yes. a large parachurch ministry, and we're so blessed to do the work that we do. And we help to put a Jesus follower on every team and every sport and every nation. So, how do we do that? We do it by equipping everyday athletes to get out there and understand their faith in Christ so they can extend that to their teammates, up to their coaches, and to the other folks in the community. And when we find folks, with their anchored identity in Christ and they want to have influence, then they can make an impact. And so guys like this, Devon McDonald, right, as a pro athlete, then extending that influence to the entire pro department, right, as the chief of staff for Athletes in Action's pro department, which is one of the amazing divisions of Athletes in Action that has influence across Major League Soccer, uh, pro football across the league. And that all got started up in 1991 in a crazy game between the Giants and <laughs> (laughs) the San Francisco 49ers when they decided that they were going to kneel down after an NFL game. And that made an imprint on a Monday night football game Mm -hmm. that has extended on for so many decades now. And now Devon's helping to lead that with another leader named George McGovern. And so we're so pleased to have him on staff with us leading the way and helping to make a positive difference as a pro. See that, and it warms my heart because my Giants had something to do with that. So that's an important thing. That's an important thing. Well, let's now go to how you've come through your career. You began at uh, up at Notre Dame. Yes. You get into you, your fourth round draft pick. Mm-hmm. You go to the Cardin uh, to the to, to the Colts, mm-hmm. and you were there for a couple of seasons, and then eventually you're over at the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, yes. and then uh, down in Tampa Bay for uh, arena arena football AFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, as tell us about your career and your time. Right, what you had aspired to 14 years old first time you see football you're excited about this you begin a decade later you're being drafted right but you're a christ follower 
in the midst of one of the most worldly sports yeah. that there is. Well, I actually became a Christ follower in my last year. I was in Arizona, and it's you know Arizona's desert. And a lot of people in the script, a few guys in the scriptures, they went to the desert. Went through the desert. Right. <laughs> so that was my desert moment, you know, literally. So I went down there, and, that, and that's when I met Jesus for myself. I grew up in a Christian home, but guys, come on. Now, we can go to church, but is a church in us. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, you know, we can hear the word, but is the word in us? We have to internalize it. Yeah. You know, so when I went to Arizona is when I met Jesus for myself. I realized, that's when I first realized I was a sinner. One night coming off my airplane, um, coming, coming off my game against, um, uh, we played down in um, New Orleans, and I was contemplating the end of my life. Because the game wasn't going the way I wanted to. I wasn't, at the le- you know, I wasn't playing at the level. But, but, and so I just, I wanted to end my life. And so that place that I met Jesus for myself. You know what I mean? I, and I prayed that night, and, and God just showed me me. And then he showed me what I was doing that was offensive to him. Mm-hmm. The sins in my life. Yeah. Before that, I was always look at somebody who's doing worse than you know, worse thing than I did. <laughs> yeah, and I say, yeah, yeah, that's a sinner right yeah. there. You know, what I mean? not me. Makes us feel yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You know, he does it ten times. I do it two times. So I'm not as bad. Yeah. But the reality of it is that I was a sinner. And that night, when he showed me that, I began to cry like a baby. I got up the next day, got with a near, player named Aeneas Williams, who was in the Hall of Fame of football. And I said, Aeneas, man, I want to get baptized. He said, you all right, man? <laughs> I said, yeah. You know, the scripture said, weeping may endure for a night, but you know, but yeah. joy comes, joy in, the comes in the morning. And, and for me, that's what it was like, man. There's a joy. There's a, for the first time in my life, I felt peace. For that first time in my life, I felt hope. And I, I didn't care about football. Yeah. And it's ironic, too, because what the coach told me about, you know, you know, hit somebody every play. At that moment, I'm like, do I, I mean, should I be hitting people now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then I had a good example for Aeneas Williams. Aeneas Williams was a great man of God, but trust me, he will hit you and say, God bless you. <laughs> like, you know, so I had, a, I had a good example, you know, in front of me of Aeneas and so forth. So that, that began my walk with Jesus Christ, Yeah, you know, and so um, I came back to the Colts again they released me again and then uh, and that's when I went to um, went down to Tampa Bay and played arena football for a couple yeah. of years yeah. and then in the process I began to work in a ministry called Sports World yes. where we send out former athletes to share personal life experiences with students helping them to recognize the consequences of their choices challenging them with the message of hope in Jesus Christ so I did that and for the last few years I was the president uh, before I left and what's ironic is as I'm talking right now I'm a natural born stutterer so Talking is not supposed to be my deal, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I just believe the power of God. When God anoints you, you know, he positions you to do amazing things that you can't do. Well, you just mentioned going through the desert. I spent 17 years out there. So were you playing, you were playing in Sun Devil Stadium then? Yes. Yeah, you yes, were. That yes. was even before they built the stadium. Yes. Which is quite fantastic out there, by the way. Yeah, yes. Uh, but, um, and Buddy Buddy Ryan, right? No. Um, Vince Tobin was the actual Vince coach. Tobin was yeah, the, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is after Buddy. This is right okay, after Buddy. After, yeah. yeah. All right. So um, this, I'm trying to put that timing into mm-hmm. my order here because you said, you know, yeah, there's some other folks who went through the desert as well, mm-hmm. and then there's others who went through the desert and had a stutter. Yeah, how about that? Moses said, "I'm not. I can't even speak. I'm not the one who should be speaking for you." Yes. And he said, "My words, I yeah, will. Yes, sp- yes, I will yes, put them." Yes, and that is what he has done. Absolutely. Praise God. Absolutely. 
praise God. That is just awesome. Javon, you know, we were talking about the fact that um, God used this very, very uh, incredible short window of time to bring you from first setting your eyes on the game of football Mm -hmm. to putting you on that field, right, and then drafting into the NFL. Mm -hmm. There was a hope, right? You said, I want to be there. There is a, a, a drive that comes along with that, not just to play the sport, but right. there are certain things that come along with that, right? right? right. There's a lot of money to be had yeah. in the NFL, in professional sports in general. There is uh, awareness of who we are mm-hmm. when we have that type of platform, right? So yeah. there's there are some things that we could say are the self, right? There's, right. there's the me-driven things exactly. that, that want some of those things. When you got to the NFL, what happened? What did you find? Well, you know what? It was disappointing in this respect. When I came here, and of course I didn't make millions, but I had a few zeros behind my name now. Mm-hmm. And I realized I'm still the same person. <laughs> in my mind, I, I, I swallowed the pill that they, you know, that they sold us. That if you become rich, you have no more problems. Yeah. If you make money, if you become famous, people know you, then that's a good life. And when I came here, I was like, wait a minute, I'm still the same person. And, and, and you know, when you hear about, you know, people say, well, why, would, why would a celebrity commit suicide? Because when you realize that th- what you really need, the money can't give it to you, mm-hmm. fame can't give it to you, friends, sex, whatever you call it. it you can do it an abundance of it. Yes. It still can't fulfill you. Yeah. It's only Christ. You know what I'm saying? So for me, you know, when I came here to answer your question, it, it, it was depressing in that way. You know, and so then I would drink more, I would smoke more, and I would hang out more because I'm thinking that's what's going to do it. And the more you do of that, the worse it becomes. Yeah. Because when, you, when you're not high and you see the reality that, man, I... I I am not happy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, 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 all these things I'm supposed to do, it is not doing it. All those zeros don't change who we are. Nope. All the notoriety does not change no, who not. we are, and it doesn't change the problems, no. right? Because it can't change our backstory of who we are, and that's what we've really got to overcome. I would imagine, Darren, that you see this in the lives of other players, right? This is not this story that Devon is graciously sharing about his life is probably not one that's unfamiliar to the multitude of players in professional sports. Well, we hear it every day, but there's good news. And you know what the good news is? That our performance does not define our identity. Yeah. Like who we are. If we know whose we are in Christ, then it allows us to play free. So if you think about that's ultimately what we're trying to do. There's an amazing verse, Steve, 2 Timothy 1.7. Yes. We're not to have a spirit of timidity nor fear, but we're to have the power, the love, and self-discipline. Yes. If you think about athletics, that's all it teaches. It teaches self-discipline. But if you understand that you've got the power of the Holy Spirit and the team, if you've got love for your teammates and your coaches and the system that's being built around you and you have the self-discipline to follow that every day, to get up, to work hard, to do all those things that Coach Holtz and Coach Dungy and all those amazing coaches across the country have been teaching for so long, then you've got a chance to play free. And we call that audience of one. And we don't play for the world's applause. 
Yeah. Right? We play for an audience of one. That's the victory that lies beyond competition. We want to compete. We have to compete and work to do your job. You got to you got to do well. You got to make a difference. You got to prepare to give those amazing devos like you gave the this morning in Hebrews. Hmm. But even in the midst of that, right? We know that that doesn't define us if you speak it wrongly or you don't say it perfectly. God can solve all that. And so we're so heartened to do the work we do with athletes across America to make a difference so that they know that in the mental, physical, and spiritual dimensions, they can play free. You know, it's uh, what you've shared there is not far off of the message of Tony Dungy. It's not far from the message that Frank Reich has been on the show to speak about. He said, you know, Frank Reich has said, you know, my most, you know, I am hired to train the individuals Mm -hmm. to get the best performance out of those guys who are on the field. He said, but honestly, the most important role I have is training up men. Yes. Training up men because guys come in and he says, you know, well, they come in as boys, but they need to leave. However, that is, Mm -hmm. if they're cut from the team, if they are traded, if they have a long, successful career, it doesn't matter when they leave under his coaching. Mm Mm-hmm. His hope is that they are better men because they have to go on to something different after this. They will go on. (laughs) Whether it's a different team or it's a different position in life, Mm -hmm. that they have to do that. And that's exactly what you're speaking about. And that scripture um, that you mentioned, 2 Timothy 1, it is so, so vitally important because God calls us to action. And if we let the things of the world prevent us from following through on what God has for us, we are taking away from the glory of God. And that's an important thing. No matter where we are, we're called as Christ followers to point others to the glory of Jesus. And just as you said, you know, Aeneas was the guy who just, you know, when you said, hey, I want to be baptized, and he's like, you okay? You all right? You got a fever? What's going on with you? Those guys in our lives are important. But you are now that person to others. Yes. Yes. Well, and so that's vitally important. And so then now even working with the chaplains, that's why chaplains are so important. Because yeah. chaplains are in the in the locker room. They're able to, to see the players and impact those players. And so we win, build, train, and send. We win them to Christ. If they're not yeah. one to Christ, we build them. That's a discipleship, right? And then we train them how to share their testimony, how to disciple, how to, you know, uh, 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 how to engage them. And then and then we send them. You know what I mean? So it's it's it's, it's ha- having players that have been impacted in the locker rooms is yes. very important as well as the chaplaincy. So that's why I'm I'm so happy to that God has saw fit to put me in a position to work with the chaplains. Well, I can't wait to get into the details about that because right. this is an exciting thing because you're building into the life of these guys and their families, right? It's husbands and wives. Mm-hmm. This is teams that you are placing within uh, the NFL on teams. And sometimes there's turnover, right? We talked about that last week, you and I, yes. just privately, that yes. sometimes, you know, coaching staff changes so does the chaplain staff and yeah, so people have their you know their preferred persons mm-hmm. and 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 these are the realities of it but where are some of the other places Darren that people go after professional sports 
oh my goodness, broadcast, right? They can go into ministry and the doors are open at Athletes in Action for any athletes listening in that want to join our way and learn and to grow with us. Come on, give us a call at athletesinaction.org. But you know what? They become everyday dads. They do their most important earthly job. They become husbands and they they lean in and they can become chaplains on their high school football team. They can go to the coaches in Little League and youth sports and say, hey coach, can I bring a word each week? Week to the team. It's not hard, right? Dig in. Use 2 Timothy 1.7. Have fun. Teach a message. Yeah. What can we do to do that? And so for me, having been the chaplain of the Lions homeschool charter school football team for 12 years, just diving in, learning what it meant to bring a message in a way that an athlete could hear and then respond to so that when they say yes, we can then lift them up and get them equipped. So we have amazing ministry equipping materials at mm. athletesinaction.com. They can jump onto SportsLink and start a chaplaincy inside their own context so that one day every team will have a Jesus follower. Every team, every sport, every nation. Together we can do this, Steve. Both of you guys, as you are around other players, right? You're a player yourself, Devon. And uh, you know, Darren, you've been sharing with these folks for the majority of your career. Uh, whether that, uh, you know, in the different capacities. So tell us a little bit about, give us some of the backstory on you. Where have you been before Athletes in Action? What have you been involved in? Well, we mentioned earlier in the show that I got a theology degree from Hanover College. I went on uh, to go into the media business back in the day when they used to toss something in people's front yards and they called it a newspaper. (laughs) I'm an old guy, (laughs) uh, but that's where in that cauldron, you know, but I learned if you had a message and you married it with media, you could reach more. Yes. And so I'm a chief marketing officer at Athletes in Action now, and I find the opportunity to lead great events across the country like Super Bowl breakfast with Tony Dungy and other amazing leaders that will come together at the Super Bowl to help make sure that we do not marginalize the story of Christ inside of the big game. Yeah. And so behind the scenes, those kind of events help to lift up Christ's name. We'll do that on the Saturday before the Super Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona. That's right. And then we'll take it to uh, 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 <clears throat> uh, Las Vegas, and then we'll take it to New Orleans, and on from there. This has been going on for 36 years yes. at Super Bowl breakfast. We call it the Bart Star Award. We stand for character and faith and values and all those things that really matter to make sure in the midst of the big game we don't forget who deserves all the praise and glory and that's our Lord Jesus Christ yeah you guys were just mentioning uh, and we're going to jump into the scripture where you are in just a minute but you were just mentioning to me uh, just several weeks ago following the Jacksonville game mm-hmm. you guys find yourselves 3,000 plus fans on the field leading prayer the night before uh, Darren you're you're there leading chapel for Jacksonville Jaguars right and then the next day you're out you're, you're cheering on your Colts right and then you're on the field all together praying together and you'd made mention of this and you said because after after the clock stops, Right? It's no longer competition. It's brothers in Christ yeah. and sisters in Christ. How important is that in what you guys were doing? And tell us about that event from both of your perspectives. Well, super important because you got to understand in the NFL, at the end of every single game, there's a prayer huddle. 
Now, that TV station may not carry that prayer huddle, but those men are coming together Mm -hmm. to give glory to Christ. And so we need to say thank you to teams like the Indianapolis Colts and others that make faith and family and football a priority. So we were so blessed to be part of that. And then Devon came out on the 50-yard line afterwards, and we had thousands of people join. (laughs) And we had the largest kneel down, I suspect, in the world that day. I agree. What did you tell them that day, Devon? I mean, and it was so great just to be there. Just and the energy, you know, the fact that we had a fifty-yard yeah. line. I mean, I'm, I'm on a football field. You know, yeah. I'm, after a game, I'm feeling the pump. But even more so, when you start to look around, you begin to just share how important it is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and it's resonating. You know what I mean? And and then all the young people and then the old. I mean, just good mixture of people there, and just be able to testify. You know, within a short con, you know, con frame of time the importance of having a relationship with Jesus Christ yeah. and the power of it. You know what I mean? That I stood right here. I played on this field. You know what I mean? <laughs> to know it. And, and it resonate. You know what I mean? When they yeah. say, I played here. But let me tell you something. One of the greatest things that ever happened to me was when I made a decision to ask Jesus Christ into my into my, into my my heart and now having a relationship with him and coming back here, be able to share this gospel with you know with this is just tremendous. It is huge because that ultimately surpasses everything. And, you know, Scripture tells us that all things will go into the fire, right? So any of those zeros that were attached to any of our names, they go into the fire, right? Mm. And all of this that we have, that we accumulate, that we build up in this world, whether it's tangible or intangible, goes into the fire. The thing that remains is our relationship with Jesus Christ. We pass into his presence and we stand in judgment and we have to make a decision what is it that i'm going to respond with and what is the story that i have that i can stand before the lord with and so you've got your scripture open and i've been just anticipating here because i got my bible open you got your bible open what do we got going on where are you taking you know what us? we're going to ezekiel 36 we're Woo! gonna we're gonna have an ekg this morning you know oh how we go in and we get our health checkup <laughs> yeah well we need to get that health checkup examine no grow and how we examine our heart really matters and here's what a heart yeah. check looks like uh in the old testament it says and i will give you a a new heart yes. and a new right desire. I'll put in you a new spirit and I'm going to take out your old stony heart of sin and give you a new obedient heart. And throughout the Old Testament, it talks about obedience and the importance of that. When you have obedience, when you obey, it says the Lord's hand will be with you. You know, in the Old Testament, 1,800 times the hand of God is mentioned, both the literal hand of God, but also the power of the Holy Spirit, the authenticity of knowing that we're walking in the good graces of of the Lord being with us, I want the Lord's hand with me. Now think about his big mitts. If he ha- if Devon holds up his big mitts, <laughs> he made so many plays. Like he was special teams player of the game one time in at Notre Dame. Like he was the CBS player of the game. Which meant after the game, he he was celebrated. But it's that heart check that we care most about, and how do we make sure that the Lord's hand is with us each and every day? That's the kind of heart checkup I think that America. Needs that we all need in this studio, right? And what can we do to minister to your heart today, Steve? That's what we need every single day. We have to wake up with the the acknowledgement. Number one, that God has put breath into our lungs, right? We've got to have gratitude in that. But then also, we do need to the knowledge that, you know, as you said earlier, yeah, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. That's the place that we come to, and that that title does not come off of us. That title is with us 
for our life because that is the reason why we need a Savior in Lord Jesus Christ, because of who we are by nature. You know, you brought up Ezekiel 36, and so I opened my Bible. I went back and I look at it, and I see I've got it all highlighted here, underlined and all that good stuff. And then I've got next to it John 3, 5. And so I jumped over there, went to, and these are the words of, these are the words of Jesus. This is what he's speaking when you guys mention that and what you share with all of these players, their families, all the people who would hear that if they were on that 50-yard line. Truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. This is so important. That heart of flesh that you made, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of Spirit is Spirit. We do. We enter into this world. We are born of water, right? That's Everybody has to acknowledge the water breaks. We come forth. We're born in flesh, but it's Spirit. That's what spoke to you that acknowledged and caused you to say, you know what? I'm going to get on my knees. I got to cry this out. I've been in church, but the church isn't in me, as you right, said. Right, right. And works. the importance of that. Man, is that a blessing. Well, in one verse before that, it says, I'll sprinkle clean water on you. This is a 3625 in Ezekiel. And I'll give you a clean heart. Your filth will be washed away, and you'll no longer worship idols. Sports has become an idol for some people. Oh, my. And, and how do we set that aside, Devon? Just again, that, that relationship with Christ, that daily walk, and and it's a, and it's a, you know just like in sports, how do you become successful? It's not you go out one day and do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a continuance. It's the process. You know, fall in love with the process. Prayer is a process, right? Yeah. Reading your word is a is part of the process. Is it going to change your life dramatically each day? Over time. You'll see a change. Yeah, you know what I mean. If yeah. you stay, with, if you stay in it, you know. So it's a. It's to answer your question, Darren. It's that continuance. If Jesus, said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed? If you continue, so that's encouragement for all of us today. Devon, you had just mentioned the very fact that um, you know there's the. Well, you didn't mention it. I shared this. He did not say this about himself. I'm saying this, that God gifted Devon with athleticism, with the ability and the knowledge to play the sport of football, Mm -hmm. and to what end, right? Right. God doesn't just create us so that we could just be something and do it for a short period of time. He is very specific. He has purpose. So why did God gift you well, in God, that way? God gives us a talent, right? That's his gift to us. The way we play is our gift back to him. And so our goal every day is to glorify God, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> that should be all of our goal is every day to glorify God in whatever I'm doing. And so whatever God has gifted me to do, this is a way that I can serve God and glorify God and give him glory through yeah. my sports. Yeah. So then it's not for me, it's literally whatever you do, do heartily, heartily as unto the Lord and not yes. unto men, right? And so I'm, I'm serving God through what I'm doing, and so in that service, I'm giving glory to God. And it's all about giving God that he gets the glory from my life. Well, there's the glory on the field, there's the glory after that, right? Now, you are working with chaplains in the NFL, yes. along with your wife, Sharisha, and you guys together mm-hmm. are ministering to husband and wives teams, and there are chaplains that you are training up who are on all of the, well, not all of them, but yes. on several of the NFL teams. Mm-hmm. Right now, we have people on seven active teams, yeah. and so we have um, 11 chaplain 
husband and wife teams, but seven are on, right now on active teams. And our job is just to empower, encourage, challenge, um, and just just be as a, a support. You know what I mean? Because they're doing a very tough job. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That that they're ministering to the players, the wives, front office people, coaches, one on ones. Because yeah. things happen during the year, you know, so they're able to to go, you know, to have one-on-one meetings with the husbands individually and then with the wives. And then they do couples ministry. So they have a husband and wife of the coaches. They minister separately with the husband and wives and girlfriends of, of, of the players. So it's a full-fledged week that they have. And so our job is just to be as a support to the chaplains. Yeah. And that is so, so, so important because, you know, going into the sport yourself, you were not mature going into the sport. And they're ministering to an entire team of guys who are quite immature in their life and in their walk. Yes. If they even have a walk. And, And at different levels. Yes. You know what I mean? You have people that are strong in their relationship with Christ to some people who are don't want to hear, and then some people who do want to hear, but they're they're babes in Christ, you know. Yeah, so yeah. The, the the versatility of being able to communicate on these levels is amazing. So that's why we these guys need somebody like us that are praying for them, interceding for them, because we we understand. Yeah, you know, my my, my wife being a former Colts um, player wife, my wife was also the chaplain for the Colts for eight years, um, w- w- you know, with the wives. So having that understanding. We know how vital and important it is to be able to have have their back, basically. You know, yeah. being able to to minister to them because what they're doing is a tremendous needed work. So so important. McDonaldCrew.com and AthletesInAction.org. Well, right now the tray tables are going up, the seatbacks are coming up. We're going to land this plane. Where are we <laughs> headed? I see you staring right. down at your Bible again. Well, you know, I just continue to be so impressed by Devon and his ability to pour into the other chaplains and their wives to get them equipped because this is a hard thing. Think about ministering to people uh, that that you know have a lot yeah. and and may not be broken yet, and so earning the right to speak, yeah. earning the opportunity yeah. to speak life and over time guide them in a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. But this is happening at the Bengals. This is happening at the Broncos. This is happening all over the league, both with Athletes in Action chaplains, FCA chaplains, and unaffiliated chaplains that help to speak life every single week, not just on game day, kneeling down yeah. at the end. That's a, a visible part. It happens all week long. And how do we get them working on their inside game to get them equipped so that when they have challenges and their character is tested and it ultimately can be revealed in the tough times because they're all going to have tough times. And I know that sometimes it's easy to judge NFL players as they've got it all but they also got to worry about getting cut every day. They've got yeah. other things that yeah. that are driving who uh, uh, they could be, and so how do we guide them to who they should be? Yeah, uh, and that's uh, as Jesus followers and on message for Christ. Just like at the Colts Faith and Family Day a couple of weeks ago, where we had yeah. Nick Fultz and Paris Campbell and others that stepped up. We even had a cheerleader 
that shared her faith in Jesus Christ. What an awesome thing. So we had a chaplain, a cheerleader, a coach, and some players all saying, hey, Jesus mm-hmm. is the main thing. Yeah. And that happens, man, good things are going to happen. And we're grateful to our team, the Annapolis Colts, for helping make that happen. Yeah. Good things Great do day. happen. If you want to support this work and find out more, McDonaldCrew.com, as well as athletesinaction.org, where you can find other information. Well, we're going to actually have to close this up now. Uh, but you guys have mentioned, yeah, you said it. You were on the 50-yard line. You were praying. So, Devon, you're yeah. not a stranger to praying. Yeah. Would you pray us out? I would love to. Dear God, we thank you right now for your grace, your mercy, your faithfulness. Thank you that you love us enough that you died. You sent Jesus that gave his life for us. And all we need to do is to accept him. And we have done so, dear God. And we pray for somebody right now who have not accepted him yes. that is hearing the word right now, that the conviction of the Spirit will rest upon them and that they will make a decision to allow Jesus Christ to be the King and the Lord of their lives. Father, as we leave this place, the air, but never from your presence, we just pray your sweet community, your Holy Spirit will rest, rule, and abide with us. And Father, that we'll be better, that we be able to win, build, send, and train others in our lives. For your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.